Uh, yes. We will clap. Are we counting down? Let me count down. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. On now. Three, two, one. <laughs> oh, that's very scuffed. I said on now. <laughs> oh, so all, I heard, all I heard was now. All I heard was now. Because <laughs> some people are like, oh, I clap on one. And then some people are like, oh, wait, no, you're supposed to wait. So you got to clarify that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Nobody's consistent. Uh, yeah, that's tough. By the way, I hope that all goes in. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. I'll be your host for this week, Wabbits. That's me. Uh, and today, as uh, joining me, is the beautiful Ty Swoogles. Hello. You probably heard his laugh already. Yeah, that was me. And, Sorry. <laughs> and Relentless. Wow. Even without the zero mm. here, I get knocked down to the third uh-huh. slot. <laughs> wow! In my okay. eyes, you're below guest host. That's tough. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's where well, you deserve to be, and it's never going to change in my eyes. Wabs, you're so toxic. But having no wholesome wabs, where did he go? I'm coming out swinging today. When it's just me and you, we fight. <laughs> That was zero to monologue our way, give us a buffer zone. We just just get have at it. It's okay. I'll, I won't rein you in. You guys can just go at it this week. It'll be fun. Perfect. I'm so happy that you're here, Ty. It's great. Uh, so I guess we'll just start right into it. Get into announcements. We have a monthly tournament coming up on November 21st. Uh, that is a Saturday. Um, do we know a time for that yet? Uh, probably going to be something like 7 or 8 p.m. Eastern so that we can okay. get hopefully the most people involved. Um, on the last one, you know, we were on a Sunday and we were in the afternoon, so it made it really difficult for a lot of people because they had mm-hmm. family stuff going on or just general weekend stuff and everything right in the middle of the day it wasn't ideal for them, but we already had to push it back. So it was one of those things of we just kind of did what we had to do. Uh, but this one, we got it planned out November 21st. So next Saturday, 11 days from when we are recording this. Um, and it's going to be a 2v2 blind draw. Now, what this means is you're going to put your name on a list and you're going to put your MR on a list. And then I am going to make the teams in about an hour, maybe two hours before actual tournament time. I'm going to release the roster. So you won't even know what team you're on until just before the tournament starts. So it's going to be like almost actually like the rocket. Like if you were to solo queue for a rocket league tournament, but you can actually be in a voice chat with your team and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be kind of fun and interesting doing a blind drawn style like this. What do you guys think? Are, are you going to be trying to do highest and lowest MMRs? Yeah, I'm generally going to try and yeah, kind of even it out that way. That way there's no team that is directly overwhelming because you know, they happen to randomly get paired with a high-low MMR type of thing. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it's I'm going to randomly a... try and make the teams as fair as possible. Yes. This is kind of a throwback to uh, some of our older uh, tournaments when Combo was running um, with the, you know, you just join it, the solo. Um, I get it. I'll never be as good as Combo. I true. get it. Jeez. True. That's why you're always below guest host. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Combo's on A team in the Discord. I'm barely C team. <laughs> um, but yeah, that actually sounds pretty good. This one, I guess, will be a lot more friendly to Aussie players and slightly less friendly to uh, EU players. But 
We don't get as no. many EU like the Aussies are very very vocal when they don't get to be involved in the tournament. The <laughs> the EU players are a lot more polite and they're just kind of like, oh well, maybe next time. The Aussies yeah, yeah. they throw a fit and they just throw fire everywhere they go when uh, when they don't get into a tournament. It's really really strange. We all know that the Aussies just take over the Discord and start yelling <laughs> whenever they don't get their way. So just EU throwing feces everywhere. That's what they do. Yeah, that's an Aussie thing. It's uh, <laughs> Aussies being happy with each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do we have next? Anything else on the tournament? Excited for it? Uh, yeah, it. exciting. It sounds like so, like free agent, I guess, like how we used to do some yes, of them. And then, the but also you like can't practice with your teammate, I guess, because you don't can mm-hmm. find out who that is until very late. <laughs> so, yeah, that should be fun. I'm, I'm really expecting some people to try and game the system and be like, okay, who is every single person that's in this tournament? Once we get that list, we can figure it out. (laughs) You're going to get the list right as the tournament's about to happen. So like, that's when you'll know. We won't even get to know. Unless you're trying to do background investigation of like, I'm going to go ask everybody, are you playing? What's your MMR? (laughs) And then they try and make their own spreadsheet. Like, cool. If you're going to do all that work, like, why don't you just run the tournament? Like, if you're going to do all that (laughs) extra work, like... I feel like someone's going to do it and then just be like, okay, these three people are my expected play partners. So I'm playing with these three people for a week. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna, they're only going to play with like rant, like the specific people they think are going to be in their MMR range. Yep. Yep. That's it. It's going to be perfect. It'll be great. <laughs> so November 21st, uh, Saturday at likely 8 PM ish EST. Uh, we'll have the actual time set up next week um, and make that like the super set announcement make sure you get your registrations in beforehand uh i'll be releasing the uh the registration list um probably around the beginning of next week because people i mean it's it's hard to like register for something a week and a half in advance so mm-hmm. i'll probably <laughs> um pull out the actual form for everyone to register uh next week perfect uh so that'll be something to look forward to um up next on our announcements, we have uh, that Relentless is actually getting a streaming schedule. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, well, since Wabs doesn't stream anymore and he's given up mm-hmm. on the ways of the stream, um, <laughs> um, I'm going to actually, now that I've, so, I mean, really big announcement for me in general is that I started a new job uh, yesterday, actually. And so that what that does is I'm not working less hours. I'm actually probably going to be working just as much, if not more hours, but it's going to be more structured. And so I'll be able to actually have a streaming schedule, uh, which will typically be Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Friday evenings, at least evenings as far as Eastern time and stuff goes. Um, and then as my schedule moves forward, Tuesday, I'll be able to stream even longer just because that'll be one of my days off and then uh and then the occasional sunday and that kind of stuff but pretty much tuesdays wednesdays and friday nights that's gonna be my streaming schedule nice cool. that actually sounds pretty nice to have a set time to go to the, the relentless stream <laughs> yeah it'll be great <laughs> go check him out he's amazing you can make him drink and it's fun <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, next up, we have their coaching and beginner corner is available for purchase. We haven't advertised this in a while, and I think Lazero uh, specifically did this on the week that he wasn't around, so that I would have to do it. Um, <laughs> the there is a coaching available from me, Elize, and I think Dave, uh, and possibly somebody else, but I'm not too sure. Um, I don't know. You can go to the the website and get that uh, if you want some uh, C three ish higher uh, level coaching to you know up your game um 
just having someone else to look through it is pretty nice. Uh, the Beginner's Corner, you could also uh, get on that episode. Relentless, you want to do this one? Yeah, so for Beginner's Corner, <clears throat> we're going to let the uh, community kind of drive some of the um, some of the episodes and stuff for that because, you know, it's it, it, it's a lot of work and stuff for, um, you know, to put in the video editing and that kind of thing to make it a YouTube series and stuff like that, which we don't necessarily mind doing. It's just one of those things that we want to be able to provide specific feedback to the people that are going out and watching it. We're not getting a ton of views and stuff. We are getting views and everything, but it tends to be a lot of people from the community that go and watch that kind of stuff. And so we want to make sure that we're giving them, you know, stuff for themselves to watch of other people within the community. So we're kind of letting that be the driving force behind our full hour long replay episodes. And we're going to be probably most likely transitioning to shorter um, tips and trick type episodes and stuff like that in the interim uh, when we're not getting those submissions. So um, yeah, if you're going to be doing beginner's corner, if you do want your replay analysis and you want a little YouTube series with myself and Hunty, two mediocre coaches for the price of one um go ahead and check that out on the website but yeah that's what we're going to kind of let drive some of those longer episodes is the community purchases nice so that's something to to look at if you uh you know want to take advantage of that i probably would it seems pretty cool uh (laughs) just having more relentless voice about you specifically (laughs) sounds great um And final announcement that I know of is that the Rob and Kyle show episode 16 should be up on the Patreon feed. Uh, so if you want to listen to that, you can always join the, the patron. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's all I got to talk about. It was the first time we ever got political and it was Ooh. pretty great. Um, good to move on. Get into the show. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's do it. So in our week in Rock League, do you want to start? I'm, I'm always just starting with you, I guess. <laughs> well i'm the only one that ever fills out notes for weekend rocket league and then you guys just rip That's off true. of that so like yep. i always end up starting because i'm the only one prepared <laughs> hey i have all of my notes in my head That's what i do all right so uh first and foremost cutie pie has got a win last week so we are three and two on the season with one week to go if we win this upcoming match i believe we're going to be having tomorrow night i just have to get confirmation from their captain but it should be tomorrow night um, then we are going to be in the playoffs, ready to make big waves happen. So um, Cutie Pies are looking to push for that, me, Dave, and Palm. And like I said, we got a good win last week, so we just need to keep going. Um, and yeah, so that's it for my IGL update. But as far as like what I've experienced this week in Rocket League, um, you know, with within the several different discords I'm in, as well as like one of the Facebook groups and stuff I'm in for Rocket League, um, I've kind of come to the realization just with the way, with the way people talk that when it comes to stuff, like at least what's established is right now, the rule one of when your cars are locked bumper to bumper or in some fashion, um, and neither player breaks that lock. It seems like higher level players tend to be the ones that show that a little bit more respect and won't break it. Even if their team is losing, even if it puts them at a disadvantage, they're the ones that won't break it. What I'm seeing from a lot of either newer players or lower ranked players is they are, they, they just like, Nope, that's silly. I'm not doing it. I refuse. Um, and it's dumb that other people do it. And I kind of want to gather your guys' thoughts on, do you really, do you think higher level players have, seem to have more respect for it? Or is it just something that like, those are just kind of one-off situations? I have no idea. I'll go hmm. ahead first, but I haven't seen somebody break it in 
a long, long time. Like, if somebody broke it, it was after like 10 seconds and then they're like, ah, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> the, scene, the team go bad or it's like, no, nah, I'm just getting bored, whichever it is. But it's been a long time since I've actually seen somebody not at all respect the rule. But that's kind of like, that's kind of the point. So some of the like mm-hmm. arguments and stuff that, um, like literally I got in a, I got in a conversation with somebody about it and they were saying like, no, it's, it's silly. Like, no, there's no reason to do it. And I was like, um, I was like, it's at this point for me, it's kind of baked into the game. Same thing as like left goes. It's one of those things of it's an unwritten rule that everyone just kind of generally follows. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like, e- you know, even pro level players follow it. Everyone all the way up to the pro level follows it. Even in like RLCS, there's been people in RLCS, they get in a rule one and they stay in the rule one and stuff. And I'm like, if, if all of those players are following it, like little, you know, silver three over here, isn't reinventing <laughs> the wheel by saying I refuse. Like, um, so I, it was just one of those things that like really surprised me that, you know, some people are just like, Nope, it's not in the game. It's stupid. People that do it are stupid. And then even when I said pro players follow it, they're like, well, they're just doing it for attention. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like, okay, I can't win. With, I can't win with this person. I'm, I'm against that bit. They're, they're not doing it for attention. There was the one time that it got attention and that was for them not doing it. <laughs> I think with the, the high level players respecting it note, um, I, I think it could honestly come down to newer players not knowing it exists because the way that rule one got popularized was through like content creators. I think Sunless Con really popularized it way back in the day. And so like a lot of players that are new to the game that got free to play or whatever may not even know it exists. So then like the silver three example or whatever that you mentioned, like just not knowing it exists, backing out and just going away, you know, like they just have no idea. Same with the left goes thing. Really. I've seen plenty of lower ranked people like just going for kickoff and stuff like they just don't know it exists. So they don't care. Mm hmm. What about, what about in the cases? Goes. Yeah, what about in the cases of like they know it exists and they just like nope, it's stupid. I don't do it. Uh, no, no uh, excuse for that case. They should be doing it. My opinion. <laughs> no excuse. <laughs> Uninstall the game. Just do it. <laughs> that is true. Um, I think you're definitely right about the left ghost thing. I find that that at least as I went up and as I was watching some lower level play. Um, you could be really sure that left goes was going to start in around diamond two, diamond three. I think that's where it's like, no, everybody follows this and nobody's really contesting it. Mm-hmm. Um, but rule one, I'm not sure. I don't know where it starts, but I, you're definitely right about some people might not know. And that's perfectly fine. You just, you learn and then that you, you learn and now you're, you're a smarter player and you can do rule one like everybody else, like is meant. Um, <laughs> but if you do know it and you back out, then that's on you. You're just, ugh, um, ugh. <laughs> pretty much. Um, so before we get to your as is weekend rock league, I'm gonna take the show backwards just a hair because uh, part of the announcements that we forgot to mention is, um, and it's something that was posted on the ASAP Weekly uh, Twitter. Um, ASAP Weekly Rocket League podcast was ranked number one on oh, yeah. Feedspot Blogs. Um, Rocket League, all the Rocket League podcasts, top 10 podcasts for Rocket League, that kind of stuff. ASAP Weekly podcast was ranked number one. So I just want to just generally throw the shout out and stuff to everyone that listens and and all that kind of stuff of, um, you know, like, it's awesome. I'm stoked about it. I just got here and I'm stoked about it. So very cool. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's Super it. Happy just, about seeing that. just briefly taking the show backwards to to re-announce that, and then we can get back into your guys' week in Rocket League. Perfect. Ty, you want to go? Sure. Um, my week in Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my week in Rocket League has consisted of a lot of uh, scrimming and, and tournament play. Um, Ooh. I recently formed a team with a couple people I know from like the six man's discord and the shift discord and stuff. Um, and we are just signing up to play the RLCS qualifiers for fun. So we've been spending some time scrimming and playing right together and stuff. And come Saturday, the qualifiers started and, and we somehow made our way to day two top 128 teams in North America. So that was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, wow. on day two, on Sunday, we, we went 0-2, but we were playing against like bubble teams, like pretty high-level GCs, rank B+, rank A type stuff in, in six-man. So it was uh, some tough games, and we learned a lot. It was, it was a good time. Big congrats to you. That's kind of insane. Yeah. <laughs> Ty Swoogle confirmed top 400 player in NA. <laughs> True. <laughs> Somehow. I don't know if that's uh, real, but, you know. <laughs> On paper, anyway. <laughs> yep, that's confirmed. If it's on paper, it's confirmed. That's all that matters to me. Top 128 teams. Even if you were the worst player in all that top 128, you're still in the top 400 in NA. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Even better. <laughs> like, not even 400. <laughs> you're probably not the worst player in the entire 128 teams. Yeah, you could hope. <laughs> you could be second worst. I, I, I have high yeah. hopes for you. You could be second or third worst. You know, hey, you could be the player on your okay, team. Third might be pushing it. But. Well, I mean, if he's the best player on if he's the best player on his team, then at least you know, at most, he's you know, third worst. That's true. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so big grats to you, Ty. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, that's actually insane. I didn't realize that they were completely open qualifier, but. Mm-hmm. I think I remember reading it and being like, oh, it's kind of cool. But I never expected to know anybody that actually did it. <laughs> yeah, we were just playing for fun. And then we ended up uh, doing Making pretty decent. So it was, it was good. Yeah. It was a good time. Nicely done. Thank that's, you. That's actually super cool. Um, what was my week? My week's been on a lot of not playing. And then for the past hour, I was playing with Relentless and Dave. And this is where we're getting into it. Time to roast Relentless. Oh. <laughs> and I'm per- perfectly open to you to roast me because I want it. Um, and by roast, I just mean this. Uh, I don't think our styles will ever match up. <laughs> no. <laughs> because, and I, I figured it out. I was thinking about it after. I think this is the reason. The reason is that I play with a very, like at least threes, with a very heavy committal uh, aspect. Like I'm either going to go for the ball or I'm going to not go for the ball and be back. And it's just, it's one or the other. It's very um, discreet. But you do a lot of half committal things, I think, as the the middle player generally, where you'll either expect a person to be coming back and behind you and you're like, okay, I'm going to be half committed and be ready for something to go well, but then be there second if something goes bad. And I think that's the biggest issue with our style when put together because I'm like, okay, I'm either in or out. And I see somebody that's half and half and I'm like, oh God, they're out of rotation. So I just kind of do something. 
Yeah, I think with uh, with threes, definitely. I mean, especially we, we've played either a handful of times in threes, and there are times when we do have success and times when we don't. And actually, I think the best time that we do have success is when we're not in comms. Like whenever you and I play together and we don't talk because it's just, okay, I'm going to read what they're doing and just go off of that. Because when we're in comms, we're just kind of like, I don't know if it's just too comfortable and expecting and hoping for the best or whatever it is. But when we're not in comms, it, I think we just generally play better together, uh, at least when it comes to threes. I think twos, we could probably still do something i don't we've never really played twos together so i don't know um True. I but twos would be a lot better our twos would probably be a lot better just because you have you you play with a lot more like um you, you incorporate more ones and two style play into your threes than i do and i think in twos that's gonna be very very beneficial versus obviously like for our play style mixing in threes it's not it just doesn't work We've tried a handful of times, and for the most part, it doesn't work. Even with Dave there as the buffer, <laughs> we cannot get it to work. Um, but like you said, it's it's just one of those things of uh, where, our, where our play styles don't mesh. And this actually kind of brings me to another thought I was having with somebody I was having a conversation with. Um, one of these groups and stuff I'm I'm following in, in Facebook, you always get people that post like, Oh, my teammates are bad. They they don't know what they're doing. They never rotate properly, that kind of thing. And I'm like, and I responded, I was like, well, it's probably actually not your teammates are bad or it's their fault. It's probably just one of the things your play styles don't mesh very well. Especially he was like, I'm plat three. I was I was diamond one and now I'm down in plat three or plat two or whatever whatever it is. And I was like, Well, given that you're in the platinum and diamond, low diamond range, you're probably making a lot of, you know, potential mistakes and that kind of stuff. Everyone on the field is probably making mistakes and some of the random teammates that you solo queue with just the play styles don't mesh. And so, um, you know, you got to kind of learn to adapt. And I think that's where you and I play better in threes when we're not in comms. Cause I think we just adapt to each other's play style a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I actually agree with that. That makes sense. That does make sense. I think we would play um, a lot better in twos though, because I play a little bit, but, to, ahead, but to roast you, you're terrible. Go ahead, Ty. I just wanted to uh, say something to your point of playing better when you're not in comms. I think that, uh, how do I want to say this? Let's say it's easier to play with someone without comms, in my opinion, when you haven't played together very much, because you're like you said, just trying to read each other more and it'll help you. In my opinion, I think when you play together without comms will slowly help you play better with comms because you're learning the more you play with someone the more you're learning their tendencies and as you slowly understand how they want to play the game then when you go into comms even if they say something you can still understand that maybe they're not saying what they're going to do clearly because you know what their tendencies are and you'll be able to Mm -hmm. actually go on what they're going to do as opposed to what they say Mm -hmm. no yeah that's actually super true um especially the fact like it's so hard sometimes to get out. I think combo talked about this a long time ago, Um, but get out of the expect expectation of your teammates Um, where you kind of, if you play with the same person a lot, you just kind of figure out where they're going to play and uh, you just have the expectation of what they're going to do. And if you're playing with somebody new, what ends up happening is you're very hyper aware of what they're doing and being like, oh man, I don't want to mess up their rotation and stuff. And that might actually be part of what happens there, especially when we are in comms, because we just kind of, we're both very reactive players to everybody else on the field. And we're trying to react to each other. 
and then it just ends up going backwards. <laughs> so it's, it might end up being a negative uh, thing because we're trying to do that while we're in comms and the comms are then confusing what we're doing on the field and everything's all weird because we don't know how we talk and understand or and how we call out our plays but we know what our cars are doing and that so we understand what's happening when the field is open um and we're just like you know playing uh without comms and we're like okay his car's facing this way and with this much speed whatever he can do this but in comms it's like oh i got this and then you see his car and it's like wait that doesn't make sense (laughs) And and then you just cut yourself off and you're like but that he said this but he's doing that and you're super confused and get into your own head about it because of um that inability and disconnect between comms and play yeah i mean again i think it like like we said it kind of comes down to players meshing and that kind of stuff because i mean me and dave play with palm plenty and we have a lot of success and i wouldn't say like palm's better than you or you're better than palm or anything i think it's pretty actually equivalent as far as overall skill set, it's just one of those things of your play style and his play style are different. But when me, Dave, and Palm play together, we have just for a reason from the very first time we played together, just meshed really well. And so we've mm-hmm. had a lot of success with that. Um, but like when me, you, and Dave played, we just, there ended up being like a lot of double commits because we were just kind of doing similar things, but from different angles and different spots. And so it just kind of put us in some weird positions and stuff like that. So it could just be general play style and stuff that yours and I, even with work, even with outcomes and stuff, it's just never something that's going to properly match up. Like we can enjoy, we could probably play casuals together and have a good time, but it's one of those things mm-hmm. that if we're going to try and grind ranked, you and I are probably not cohesive. You're a toxic teammate and I can't stand it. <laughs> wow. Thinking I'm toxic. Meanwhile, you're just yelling at me the entire, whatever, but <laughs> you deserve to be yelled at. Like, let's be honest. You kind of deserve True. it. I mean, you sit there, you're going to sit here and blame me, but you just started this whole segment with, well, I haven't really played much Rocket League. So maybe it's your fault. Maybe you're super rusty. You don't know what you're doing. And I'm over here mm-hmm. being the victim of your poor yep. play. Hey, not the victim of my give, poor play. Give me a random cute teammate yours. any day of the week over Wabs, because this is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Ty, I need you. Get me out. <laughs> What do you want me to say? <laughs> Get me out of here. I need out. I gotta run away. <laughs> but no, I, I run into the same thing because like I'll play with Hunty and sometimes and just me and Hunty for whatever reason we just do not play well together. And I don't know what it is because like we both have you know our own you know beneficial skill set. Like I would say Hunty's more mechanically inclined than I am significantly so. Um, but you know, we still reach around the same rank, that kind of thing for different reasons, but for whatever reason, our play style just never meshes well. And so we, I think we I figured it out. We very rarely, uh, anytime, like we very rarely get a, a positive result from a play session. Mm-hmm. So I think I figured out where you and Hunty are going wrong. Um, you said that you and Hunty both have very good play styles and we both know that you don't. So that's just, uh, <laughs> Wabs, I don't, I don't want to like burst your bubble, but you and I were both GCs last season, and about the same MMR as far as peak GCs. So like, oh, where did you get to peak? I'm sorry, 15, where was that? Fifteen seventy-five. Ooh, that's like twenty below me. Oh so, my ooh, bad, you won two more total ooh, games. That's a whole. Did you did, MMR? Did you get over sixteen hundred? I was one game away from uh, oh, sixteen hundred. One no. game away. You know what? That's, that's that's a lot closer than you've ever gotten. <laughs> I was three games away. It's a lot closer. That's a lot closer than you've ever gotten. 
terrible. Where's Lazero? I need someone who's actually good in this podcast with me. Sheesh. <laughs> hey, you have Ty. Yeah, but like Ty's over here. Like he's above us. He's top 128 in NA. Like he's well above but... what we can do. And so we we don't want to like worry Ty with our problems. I don't know, guys. You guys have GC tags and I don't. So what does that say? <laughs> I, I'm rocking again. If you if you listened a few weeks ago, I'm rocking actually plat uh banner mm-hmm. right now with estimated or established 2020s so mm-hmm. that i don't get made fun of in champ three. Oh, i do remember hearing that yeah I will so, say only so, one of us here has ever used a gc tag because i know i deserve it i don't have to flaunt it ooh. and pretend i well no i used it and then i kept getting asked how are you gc and then i felt bad about yep. who i am as a person and <laughs> um and now i'm rocking plat and i still think that's a bit overestimating what i can do you know what if a you're gonna bit. go down you may as well just commit to the bronze in my opinion no no i want i wanted to do the plat thing because it's like hey it's middle ground like if i did bronze they would know i'm like oh, oh he's just being silly but like if i do plat they're like oh maybe he's just like a plat who's overachieving right now that's what mm. i wanted them to think a plat who's overachieving so I I might, all the way uh, to champ three well, yeah. well <laughs> it's when i got it's when i got placed in it's when i got placed in champ one from uh from placements and so i was like okay i'm gonna rock the plat thing now and then um and now that i'm in champ three i'm gonna want to like okay let me rock the diamond one now mm. so they think i'm just an overachieving diamond I so like it's big it. brain plays like again it's it's above what wabs can really comprehend he's busy smooth brained and i'm <laughs> Imagine having wrinkles on your brain. That'd be disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Speaking of wrinkles, the wrinkles on the field. Oh, I don't know. I actually don't God. know how to do this. Um, oh, the wrinkles on the field are called zero. lines. <laughs> so the wrinkles on the field are called lines. And the, the thing about these lines is that there's only one straight line on the field. And this uh, straight line is called the midfield. Let's talk about the midfield, boys, for our beginner's score. I like it. Oh, that was terrible. That was a quality segue, and I want more. <laughs> can you make another one just for fun uh, i need something to segue to i can't just go straight from nothing ah, we'll, we'll segue into the next in the next section in the next corner we'll segue <laughs> we'll, we'll see if it's if it's as bad as that one yep 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 <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out when uh when the next next corner well, zero doesn't in. listen to these after the fact right like he's gonna be so disappointed <laughs> in us <laughs> he might i feel like he wouldn't but I don't know. We'll figure that out. Can, he might if have to. We get angry DMs, then we know. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of an amazing podcast. So uh, I don't know if he could not listen to this one. It's going to be the it's highest so rated episode unique. of all time. I do believe that. I do believe that. Um, so about the midfield, this is something I've genuinely wanted to talk about for like a month now. <laughs> but Lazero and Relentless were always like, oh no, what's the beginner's corner topic? Oh, let's talk about this. And I'm sitting over here with my midfield sign in the background being like, I want to talk about midfield, but I wasn't allowed to. So no, no, you, now you, would that always, I'm in you, you would always say like, well, if we don't have a subject, I guess I could talk about the midfield. Yeah, I'm putting up my midfield sign and saying like, hey, midfield's, midfield's still an option, everybody. We can you're talk like, about the midfield. You're like that Squidward <laughs> meme where Patrick and SpongeBob were running outside and he's trapped in his house. That's... Relentless and Lazero are running outside, and you're you're in, locked in Squidward's house with the midfield. <laughs> I'm not allowed but, to have fun. Let's, let's be <laughs> let's be honest. If anyone on the show is Squidward, it's Lazero. Ooh, <laughs> it's because he's the adult one, and he That's stops us. Saying, like, <laughs> other, like, <laughs> We're over here trying to play, and he's over there just inside playing his clarinet. Like, <laughs> like Lazero is definitely the Squidward. Yes, yeah, he's the dad of the the podcast. We all know it. Of course. We all know it. When Combo left, he he realized he had to grow up. 
<laughs> so let's stop getting off track. Yeah. I need to see this. We're we're talking about midfield. It's finally happened. What do you guys know about it? I just I just need to know. What do you guys know about it? What do you do in it? Hmm. What do you think it's about? What's its purpose? Relentless go. Uh, I guess that depends. Um, I guess it depends on what, what how how the play is developing. If you're on the offensive end and, and you're, I mean, if you're talking about phys- physically in the middle of the field, if the play is on the offensive end, you're probably there more, more likely as a third man trying to support, keep the ball, keep the offensive pressure going. Um, at least as far as just like I said, general offensive play. If you're on the defensive play and you're in the midfield, then you're probably up there looking for an outlet pass, um, a breakout type of pass where you're going down the field and getting a breakaway and getting a counterattack going. But if you're talking about like overall transitional play, like winning the midfield, essentially what teams try and do. Um, again, if you're if a team's trying to transition out of defense, using that strong midfield play so they don't get really any good offensive pressure. And then if you're on defense and stuff, you want to be able to transition through that uh, midfield and get good counterattacks and stuff going and catch the defense off guard and get maybe potentially good passes, infield passes, that kind of thing. Um, But like overall, I think for me, when I think of like midfield play, I think of, you know, different phases of the game. And so that's kind of how I apply it. Nice. Nice. Not bad. Not bad. I got thoughts. Ty, what you got? (laughs) Oh, okay. So the midfield... Uh, I personally, uh, when you said this, I thought of a very specific example uh, that Perfect. I remember from a game. I think it was two days ago or something like that. But uh, one of my teammates had the ball and he was up close to their opponent's left corner. So like if we're attacking, it's the uh, the left side of our direction, like we're facing. And I'm behind him at the midfield waiting to see if he loses the ball, that it would come back to me. And he's trying to obviously pass it into the center. So I'm expecting our teammate to be positioned further to the right, expecting the pass and closer around midfield. But it turns out that instead of playing the midfield and the pass, he was uh, directly behind me for some reason. (laughs) And it made me really, really annoyed. And then I (laughs) proceeded to notice it like in so many more games. And I just, if you're, if you're in the midfield, don't, be in a straight line you know like (laughs) spread out cover more options because the ball is never just gonna spill straight backwards three times in a row wab said (laughs) this the only straight line in the field is the midfield so they're supposed to be in a straight line no 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 no. so that was actually a red herring that's that's what we call that right there so i said the the straight line in the middle of the field was the midfield that was a lie I was, I was to, to bait you guys. The midfield actually moves. It's the entire field. You guys think the midfield is that, like, the, the actual middle of the field? Nah. Nah, that's not true. Ooh. The midfield is entirely play dependent, and the midfield can genuinely be, like, three boost pads forward, maybe two, um, if it's, like, a defensive play. Because if, you know, one of your teammates is challenging, one of your teammates is at, at net, and then you're rotating around, then... You need midfield control, which is, oh, I need to defend this very offensive uh, position, which is right in front of the net. And as for Ty's example, this is the defensive uh, counter to the proper um, offensive rotation, which is one person set up for uh, the pass, one person ready for the 50 to go bad, and then one person on the ball. Um, So with that, the midfield there actually isn't the midfield line. It's about the end of the circle in the middle of the field, I guess out there uh where you have like your team has full control over everything behind that 
And then the other team has control of things in the middle or in front of that, uh, closer to their net. So you want to make sure that you push that line closer and closer to their net and then win from that um, while you're still able to fully control everything behind you. I think the midfield line is entirely a line of uh, control between the offensive and defensive line, uh, sides of the, the field, um, where it does change the entire time based on how much of the field you can cover. So that's where the midfield comes in and the importance of it, especially in uh, pro-level play and stuff, um, is it's, it's everything. It's control. It's, it's how much of the field you control at any given point because that's how much boost you have. That's how much uh, space you have. It might stop double commits if you have so much extra space and your, t- uh, your opponents are like, oh, we're three people in the net. Who's going to go for this? I'm not sure. There's a double commit. And your guys are, are attacking. You're like, oh, no. We have the entire field and we're taking it up. And we all know our positions and we all know who's going when. So there's no confusion there. <laughs> so like for you, the midfield is kind of viewed as... Uh, like a few different things. It's it's the control, like whoever essentially has control in the transitional point between the two centers of presence between the offense and defense. So if you have, you know, like mm-hmm. again, in like Ty's case and stuff, he was on the offense there. His team was on the offense. Um, the midfield ends up, like you were saying, kind of being between the actual center circle and the defensive box. Um, but if you but it depends on how far you are into enemy's territory and who kind of has possession, which at that point dictates the midfield and how it's controlled. Kind of like that's how you think of it mm-hmm. more um, versus actually thinking of it as the middle of the field. And I think all those things kind of overlap. So some of the stuff I was saying of like, if you're on offense, it's, you know, that person trying to keep, I mean, I, I was talking more, I guess, on the physical aspect of the middle of the field. What is it used for? And you're more talking about the control aspect of that transitional mm-hmm. space between the offense and defense, right? Mm-hmm. But what you were talking about is actually where I wanted to get to with uh, with mine, um, where it's all about how to play around this midfield line, where the midfield line is the, uh, the line of control that each team has. Um, so if you're pushing past the midfield line, then you're ready for that breakout pass. Like you're saying, uh, like you were saying a while back, because if your teammate hits it past the midfield towards, uh, like maybe the sidewall that you can get that redirect and maybe it's a shot. This is generally a higher level play, but you can do that at the lower levels. If you just are ready to, for the ball to come, you know, slowly rolling towards you or, uh, hit towards you kind of hard. And then you just hit it again towards the other side. And that relieves the pressure and resets the the midfield back into that actual center line. And then you guys can start to figure out how to get the, the boost uh, and start pushing back. And that's the whole purpose of this. Um, it's to either maintain or regain pressure. And it's about how you learn how to use the midfield line and push past or play a little bit defensive, um, like concede pressure or push for more as time goes on. And that's how you can learn how to play around the midfield. It's very hard. <laughs> very, very hard. There's a lot of it, a lot to it. But really, like very simply, it can come down to the more control of the field you have, the more boost you have. Because you can take <laughs> more on the field. And that equals a further up midfield line, equals more boost, equals more pressure, equals a further up midfield line, and that's how you win games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of like pro games, they seem so like a lot of it kind of seems back and forth and a lot of it also seems like you don't really know who's winning at any point until there's like one goal 
and then they just won the game because they have one goal. But it's all because it's a very slow progression of back and forth of this midfield line to finally crack it enough so that it goes into the net. Well, and then you're talking about the pro teams. I think I think like Vitality probably be, is one of the best examples of that because there was a lot of games we saw and they just spent most of the game, it seemed like, on the defensive end, but they never seemed mm-hmm. like panicked or anything like that in a lot of those series. Um, and, you know, if you're trying to relate that to your, your midfield analogy of it really just ends up being on that control part, like regardless of where you're out in the field, like how you control it and how you control that space, um, you know, can change it and everything like that. And in, in this case of you don't really know who's winning until somebody ends up getting a goal, they've won so many games against not even that high level of teams, but one zero or two to one, um, very low mm-hmm. margins of victory just because they were, you know, very good on the defensive end but they controlled that space a lot better Mm -hmm. i think vitality is one of the best examples of how to be on the defensive end and maintain like that uh passive midfield control and where it's slightly toward your own side into a goal for you somehow like however you do it um and then on the other end you probably have something like bds or maybe space station as your uh very aggressive and an example of how to maintain the pressure um extremely well and use that pressure to force a goal eventually and those are i think the two extreme examples of uh of this midfield line of accepting pressure and then using it to your advantage or making pressure and really battering the opponent until you can uh finish that ty what do you think about that yeah yeah i would mostly agree it's uh a lot of what Vitality does is they'll they'll sit on defense. They're very comfortable. They know they're all solid enough players to make the saves they need to, and they're perfectly fine absorbing pressure until a team runs out of boost and has to retreat, or until they miss a ball or or misplay in some way, and then they're perfectly happy to play the counterattack and score that way. Whereas BDS um, and teams like Space Station will employ a lot of demos and a lot of aggressive, just trying to outspeed you to the ball, like just playing as fast as possible and making sure that they take all the boosts and that you're dead. And so you can't get any, and then they just outpace you and then you have no boost and then they score. So this, they're perfectly two perfectly uh, capable ways of playing and just whatever you are more comfortable with or whatever you are mo- most effective as a team, then you want to mm-hmm. focus on that way. Perfect. That was perfect. It's great. Speaking of all of this pro play, because we're finally here, we're going to start talking about, uh, I think that's enough for the midfield. We're going to talk about um, actual pro play. And that's the reason, the super big reason we have Ty on this uh, this field. So, Ty. Wow. How are yeah. you reacting to all of the transfers? Uh, Everything going on. Pretty crazy. <laughs> um, a lot of a lot of changes. That uh, There's a lot of changes. I wasn't We're expecting to... this many, this, this uh, split window. I was expecting some more in spring i think but this was yeah, a lot <laughs> this was this was a lot for like it came just out of nowhere it was basically an entire off season in a week yeah which is insane yeah it was it <laughs> was hard to keep up with harsh, yeah which is why we spent so long last week on that uh on so many transfers this week we brought in ty to help make sense of it and uh you know well, and, and narrow before, it down to the important things before, before we get to that part uh i kind of wanted to bring up that they um they pretty they moved the transfer window because you know several teams complained and stuff like that that the transfer window was originally what was it it was after the qualifiers right 
So that's a two-part so, issue. Is what happened is since they couldn't do an international LAN event, they had to run different regional events, and that took up more time than was planned. So they had to shorten the window to one week. And then they originally had it earlier. And then what you said is that the grid quals were supposed to be before the uh, transfer window opened so that teams would have to play with players that they were planning on kicking. So they ended up changing it to after, which pushed it even closer to the winter deadline, and which is why they had to push back some of the winter regionals to uh, how we have it this week, where the EU regional is four days in a row instead of being two weekends. So, yeah, basically the whole COVID, just blame that. <laughs> huh, okay. So I guess they had to just work around uh, the workaround. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And then try and make things work in a, you know, at least a minimum way. Um, and this was their their solution for that. Yeah. <laughs> Not the greatest solution, but what can you do, I guess? Just it, hope I that it's it longer works. next time, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So are we good to make sense of all of these transfers? Yeah. I don't know. Important what, things, uh, what do we want to make sense things? of first? Oh God, I have no idea. Relance, what are you thinking? Which um, ones do you want to talk about? Okay, so so generally, I want. Okay, first of all, like, what were the biggest moves? What were the what were the moves that are going to, um, I would say, make the most general impact? The most general impact, eh? Okay, a um, couple notable ones uh, recently announced: the Devo replacing Scrub Killer on Guild. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, obviously Cronovi and Cookser both being kicked off of their teams pretty crazy there um, you mentioned it I have to ask what do you think about the Flakes team Cookser's uh, on there what do you think about it is it gonna is it gonna happen well they didn't <laughs> new make number the one regional, so unfortunately <laughs> oh no they didn't no they went out on day three didn't even oh, make day four no. You were so, only one day behind. You were only one day behind them. So, like, really, like, you're <laughs> almost as good as Cookser and Flakes and all that. Yeah, that's totally how that works. No, yeah, just oh, no. oh man, it's <laughs> yeah. Cookser being kicked off Liquid with two days left in the transfer window was obviously tough for him. Um, Flakes is a good player, but Cookser and Flakes mm. do not play similar at all. Cookser booms the ball every single time he can. Yeah. And Flake slice and dribble every single time he can. I don't think it was ever going to work, <laughs> unfortunately. But he just didn't really have any options because it was so late. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, what do you think? Every of single team with Flakes, I'm just like, oh, this could, this might be able to work, but it's probably not going to. But I'm still going to believe. There's always that Flakes kind of just needs he just Flakes. needs to clone himself and play with three of him. Yep, that's it. That's what he wants. <laughs> Flakes, Scrub Killer, and one other person to play defense. Flakes, Scrub Both of them play defense. <laughs> hmm. so somebody who can play defense with them. But both of them play defense. Torment. I don't know if it would ever work. <laughs> the, the, old, the old defensive god Torment, even though he's not really anymore. <laughs> oh, no. It would have been fun. It would have been fun. What about Cox? He was the old defensive god, wasn't he? Uh, I don't know. If I would have called him a defensive god ever. It was more like a striker, in my opinion. 
Okay, you might be right. But he's a third man, but he, right. he's like a striker third yeah. man, not a not a goal like counterattack type of dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. counterattack. Uh, okay, what about the uh, what about Devo replacing Scrub? Because Guild was one of those like borderline, like they could either be the seven or eight seed, or they could be the twelve seed. There was mm-hmm. they they were on that border. Um, what does Devo end up actually doing for them? Okay, I have a little bit of a rant about Scrub Killer first that I want to say. Uh, the dude is flushing his career down the toilet. <laughs> first, he refuses to learn French and then just demotivates himself. So he gets kicked off of Vitality. Then he joins Mouse earlier this year. Um, and he quits the team because he doesn't want to use their uh, their sponsored headset. So he leaves the team. He joins Wait, I thought it was the reason. Yeah, I thought it yeah. was uh, more complicated. It well, contract issues. He just basically he could have sucked it up and played the season, but he just didn't want to, so he just left. Very unprofessional. Then he joins Guild, uh, doesn't join the team comms, and joins Lawler instead while he's playing an official match, which is against the RLCS rules. Now he's kicked off of that team, and now he's on an, uh, another bubble team, Team Singularity. But just like. The dude was a world champion a year ago, and now yep. he's on a bubble team. It that feels like makes so long ago that he was at that top level like that. It feels like so long ago. It's uh, just he's just gone so far downhill. It just annoys me because he still has the potential, and he just seems like he doesn't care. But uh, anyway, back to Devo. <laughs> I have a bit of backstory about that one too. Um, Devo and Noli are are actually like best friends, and they've wanted a team for a really long time. So kicking Scrub Killer, um, and then ex Barca getting dropped, led to no buyout for Guild, and so they just basically chose Devo right away. I'm Is there a chance that one. Scrub doesn't know he's not on Guild because he wasn't in the proper comm channel? <laughs> Potentially, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> That is uh that uh, would be a scrub thing to do, you know? That would be a yeah. scrub thing to do. He's what like, oh, what's Devo? He, he's like he like joins the comms. He's like, hey, what's Devo here for? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, Scrub, you've never joined uh comms before. What are you here for? <laughs> I just want to see what's going on with Devo. Hey Devo, how you doing? Welcome <laughs> to the team. So yeah. you, are you here to coach us or what's the plan? <laughs> <laughs> Replacing Greg and Bog. <laughs> I will say I'm super happy about the Devo move because that's just such a wholesome thing. They've been trying for how long to get on a team together. Yeah, very long time. Finally done it. It's also, and it's the dream team. I think playstyle wise, Devo is a bit more of a third man than Scrub was. So since Noli and Foe are very aggressive, it should help them stabilize Definitely. their play and stop being so hot and cold, I think. So probably a good move. We'll have to see how it goes, mm-hmm. but I'm excited for it. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for this one. It might actually put Guild into a top uh, team that I won't roast rel- Relentless for picking. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, no, because they're going to do fine, just like they did this whole season. They were going to make top eight, everything, and then I'm finally going to be like, you know what? I'll give you some credit. And then they're going to come back and be a number 14 seed. It's going to be what they do. <laughs> it's getting worse. Same, cool. same thing. I mean, I mean, like, not not to harp on it more than we have all season, but like, them them underperforming that last tournament was almost as big as an upset as oxygen underperforming the entire split so <laughs> and and i picked oxygen i think on two different splits like hey this is me the one they do it 
and <laughs> oh, I was dumb both times. Didn't even make playoff once. Oh, my so God. It's really cool. Good, good roster move, Oxygen. Good job. Great roster move. <laughs> They've been popping off on the grid. Yeah, but grid doesn't really matter. <laughs> no one's watching. No one cares. <laughs> Um. Okay. What What other roster? Okay. So all right. So those were like the the biggest standout moves and stuff There's like that. Which one, one more. was the most surprising? Okay. One okay, more. Okay. The most surprising. Yeah. This is what I was going to talk about. Um, t- the most surprising for me is, uh, well, there's two. Um, Barcelona ex Barcelona after they got dropped uh, disbanding really surprised me. Mm-hmm. Didn't think that was going to happen. Um, and then the Giants kicking talks was yes. extremely surprising for me. A, a top three team, in my opinion, maybe top four, could argue with blokes and endpoint kind of fighting for the fourth spot or whatever. But them kicking talks, extremely surprising because he was, I think, the best player on the team. So I'm assuming it was internal issues. Um, and then Barcelona disbanding allowed them to pick up Atachi, and he's a very, very good player. Um, so they'll still probably be a very good team, but I think that them kicking talks and him joining Solary in place of Yukis is probably the best roster change of the season for Solary. That is a huge upgrade. Uh, what about the uh, what about like Yukio going off and doing his own team? Mm-hmm. So Yukio joining Fadeaways. Yukio oh. coming off big and doing his own. Yeah, a pretty lateral move for for Fadeaway. I think Oslan is a very good player as well. Um, Yukio, in my opinion, was the best player on Dig for the fall split. Joria's, while very mechanically gifted, um, didn't seem to quite adapt to competitive 3v3 fully yet. So he's out of position a decent bit and, and caught off by some touches and stuff. And, and Panda obviously has tendonitis, so he's not playing his best because he can't practice as much. Um, so Yukio looked like their best player, in my opinion. But obviously, if you're Dignitas, you're not going to kick your rising star and you're not going to kick your the face of your team, basically, in Panda. So it was just Yukio's time, unfortunately. And apparently Jack is uh, another upcoming player that hopefully Panda and Verge can mold. So I'm excited to see the new dig as well as the new fadeaway. It should be some some good teams. Yeah, that's, that's going to give... like I, I feel like Dig's probably going to be the most mechanical team. It just, you know, those are a lot of one V one style players that are well outside of Panda, but like um, Joru's and apparently Jack are like one V one style players. So it's going to be interesting to see like really what they do in a threes setup. Yeah. Very, they're two very, very good one V one players. So it'll be really cool to see how they fit into three V three or if they try to make their own style, which is more based on around one V oneing repeatedly. So uh, it'll be cool to see, I think. Mm -hmm. I think, this entire next split is just going to be so much different from the previous. Like, I don't think we can use really anything that we knew except for maybe the top three in each. Yeah. Well, it's especially with so many teams changing, like basically the only teams you're going to know what to expect from is like the top two in Europe and the top four in North America, because they're the only ones that didn't change. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And And what's the, uh, What's the format for the new split as far as like the regional play and that kind of stuff? Uh, sure changing. It is a 24 team double elimination bracket. No more Swiss. Whoa, we're just going straight to a double elimination. Eh? Yep. So I think how it works is since it's 24 teams and that's not a very pretty way to do double elimination, I think yeah. the top eight 
teams get a buy in the first round? I'm not sure, but I think it's the top eight get a buy. Huh. Okay. Um, I'm looking uh, to see if there is a way to figure this out. Well, I'm I'm on the page looking at the bracket right now, and there's yeah. I mean, it looks like they're they're really planning a lot of of teams for that round two. So I mean, just just about as many. So yeah, it looks like there's probably going to be a buy there, and then they're supposed to do a, a different. Have they announced the format for the uh, the spring split yet, or no? Am I just getting ahead of myself? No, uh, not yet, not but it'll be down to twenty teams for spring for each regional because okay. they're going down every time. That's going to be a weird number. Yeah, it's teams. really hard to do like a bracket with twenty teams. So I think they're probably going to have to do like round robin groups, maybe four groups. I was of say, five. I wonder if they do group stages, like yeah, four or five, and then the top seeded. Um, I- I think think it'll probably end up being either four groups of five teams where the top two go to like a top eight single elimination bracket or maybe two groups of 10 teams where like the top four from each go to a top eight single elimination bracket. But I'm pretty certain that you have to do round robin groups with 20 20 teams. Mm -hmm. I don't think they would do the two groups of 10. It's probably four. It's a lot of of matches. With two groups of 10, it's a lot of games. So yeah. Yeah. Like they already had a lot with the uh, the previous um, Swiss style, and that would probably almost double it. <laughs> it right. would not be fun. Um, yeah, so that's going to be good. I'm just wondering how they actually decide who's going to be first, who's going to be last, um, who makes that for the buy the seeds. I think yeah is based on total points from points? fall. The way that the points oh. work is kind of strange where every split, like for fall, winter, and spring, there's separate points, but the RLCS points stay the same. So yeah. your points from from fall have now transferred to your RLCS points, and you have zero points for winter. But I think that the way they have to see oh. it for the first regional is based on fall points since no one has winter points. Yeah, I could see that. It's going to be weird. Yeah, it'll be weird. And then I think maybe yeah. potentially for the next two regionals are based on winter points, but I don't know. It could be total. We'll have to see. Yeah. I don't know. I, so what's going to happen with this first uh, first week of, uh, I guess, the new split is that it's going to be the exact same as the previous one where the, uh, like the previous first week of the uh, fall split where this seeding just did not work because there were so many changes. There was so much difference in how the, te- uh, how good the teams were. And it was a completely different thing that we were looking at um, relative to what we ended up with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. seeding is very hard, especially with a changed mm-hmm. format. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have to see how it goes. It might be a little rough the first go around, but I'm sure it'll only get better. For sure. Uh, definitely looking forward to this split, though. This It'll be fun to start, start at least with the difference in how the teams are going to be working. Um, getting back getting back to the, some of the rosters, though, like, mm-hmm. so we, we already kind of covered what were the, the most notable moves and, and what surprised you the most. But what, what do you think are the uh, best changes, like best changes that teams have made so far? Uh, best changes, uh, both... Uh, the two best changes I think are in Europe. And I think those two best changes are Solary picking up talks 
And I think uh, the second best is Liquid picking up Ronicky. Okay. I think uh, as much as you hate to see Cookser go, um, Veronica's, uh was, uh, in my opinion, uh, like the fifth ble- the fifth best player in Europe for the split. So I think uh, he's a, a very huge upgrade, and he's probably the best striker in the game right now. And uh, Liquid definitely needed a bit more offensive prowess, so I'll be excited to see if they can perform this split. And what about the worst changes? Worst changes? Uh, it's really hard because a lot of the changes from the top teams were mostly lateral moves, so not any that are like clearly bad. Um, uh, let's I don't know. It's it's really tough to say. Maybe maybe Giants kicking talks, but I'm not sure. Um it's probably Giants. Yeah, talks. I don't I, I don't think I agree with you there. I don't really see any others that are like clear downgrades for a, a top team. Who replaced Crow on uh, on Rogue? Uh that is Taroko. He was on Plot Twist with Mektos and Sosa. Hmm. <laughs> How do you think that one's going to turn out for Rogue, though? Um, I think it's a, a slight upgrade. Uh, just maybe not like pure skill-wise. Player-to-player, Kronobi might be better than Taroko, But I think play-style-wise, it'll be better for Rogue. All right. Um, any more in that section that you can think of, Wabbits, before we get on to the next bullet point there? Uh, not that I can think of. I'm just going through and trying to figure out if there is anything that would have been like a major drop, but I don't really see too much. Um, All right. So what, all right. So we obviously know like some of the big name teams and stuff that are going to stick around the tops, Vitality, BDS, NRG, G2, like some of those, but we're going to be like the bubble teams, teams that are going to come out surprising the galaxy racers of this next split. Mm. So excited to see more of them. (laughs) Um, I want to give a shout out to Magnifico. Obviously, we saw them a bit in fall in the first regional. They made top four um, and then sort of disappointed after. Um, but they dropped Greasy and they picked up a, a young Spanish super kid. Uh, what is his name? I think it's like SK Violin or something like that. VK uh, Silent. VK Silent. That's what I'm thinking is. Yeah, yeah that one. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, I think he just turned 15. So he's like a very new player and super impressive so far um looking forward to seeing magnifico come out with an all spanish ball chasing team it'll be fun to watch <laughs> uh no longer magnifico by the way it's team queso oh that's right they got picked up by team cheese yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah that's them i guess that's your that's my pick to watch. for the bubble team yeah to watch out for i'm saying Charlotte Phoenix is gonna happen with all res. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> yeah, as much as I as much as I love Dapper, Al Raz is definitely an upgrade. <laughs> Karma's just slowly getting herself the perfect team. She's just switching through, trying to figure yeah. it out. <laughs> she found Shadow. Now she's got Al Raz. We'll figure it out. <laughs> she had Turin for a bit, but Rogue poached him. She did. Didn't quite make it with that. Ugh, they were close. They were so close. <laughs> uh, cool. Relentless, you got any bubble picks um, that you want to look for? 
no, because I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I want to see um, the, now for now for EU and stuff. And it was something that we called out in the very first split for EU was Stormtroopers, and they are now Rick's GG. And I want to mm-hmm. see kind of. Uh, if they, because apparently Jack was on that team and now he's on Dignitas, and so I want to see if the new player makes a difference for them. Because again, they came mm. out in that first split, and you and me both, Wabs, we kind of looked at them and we were really surprised. Like, oh wow, they um, they really performed. Now, we thought it was a really big victory for them them to get a win over Oxygen to make it into the top eight. We come to find out later that that's not as big a victory as we thought it was. So maybe they're just not as good as I was hoping they were. Um, but now that they have a new roster there and they their top player went over to Dig, I want to see if their new player to replace them, if uh, that does any difference for them. That new player, Fair. by the way, uh, is Magnus. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. An old star, Magnus. And uh, mm-hmm. you'll be happy to hear that Ricks did qualify through uh, the upper bracket for yeah. the regional this weekend so they're looking good nice yeah okay. i follow um i follow polar and stuff on I've, I've talked to polar a bit on uh like on twitter and that kind of stuff and and everything and um and so like especially after that they got that first uh that first split victory over oxygen they made the playoffs and stuff i was like oh hey we talked about you on the podcast and everything like that and he was like oh i might go check it out and that kind of stuff and Ooh. so um and so, yeah, I've been, uh, hopefully I'll, I'll, I want to see them do well. I want to see that they can come out and surprise some people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, and then, so last thing I have for you, Ty, I'm going to stop bombarding you after <laughs> this one. Who is your top eight as it stands currently in each region? Ooh, top eight in each region. Let's see. Including like South America. Oceania. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, so I don't know if say. I could do a top eight in South America top and Oceania. <laughs> That's hard. That's top hard. Team in Oceania. Uh, <laughs> does it include Tim Chewbarker and Smiths? <laughs> They're number one. As long as Miss on the team. Let's see. Um... Man, hmm. I feel like top eight is so hard to do now. I can give you like top, a top four. Oh, man. Yeah, but top four is so easy to do. That's the problem is Actually, I want to get beyond the easy. I do think I have a top eight for Europe at the moment. Um, I got BDS, Vitality. Surprise, um, surprise. Top Blokes, yeah. End Points. Puts me at four. Galaxy mm-hmm. Racer, five. Fadeaway, mm-hmm. uh, six. Giant, mm-hmm. seven. And then number eight is kind of hard, but I'm going to go with Dignitas. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm surprised you didn't put Guild in there. I actually would have thought that they'd be a. It's it's a very, very close match between Dignitas and Guild, but I think. I'm surprised you put Fadeaway in there, actually, to be honest. So you, you're seeing a big upgrade by them getting Yukio, essentially. Um. Not not a very big they upgrade. Were, they, Yukio... weren't, they, weren't top, they weren't top eight last season or last split. They were. Top they eight were like in that, they two, were like two of the regionals. 12. Yeah, they were very close. They were top eight in mm-hmm. two of the regionals and then missed out on top eight in the major by uh, uh, from an overperforming triple trouble. Yes, I actually do believe, or agree with that. So I think Fadeaway is uh, in that top eight. But we'll see. We'll see. And then and you've then, got Guild there instead of... Uh... Uh, dig instead of Guild. So dig, no, no, no Oxygen, no Faith in Oxygen or Liquid? No. No, <laughs> no faith in oxygen or liquid. No, they have to prove it to me. I can't believe in them anymore. 
I mean, they're due. Both those teams are due for a good split. Like we'll see. Double <laughs> <Is laughs> might help them. Liquid. We'll see. Liquid, I say maybe. Oxygen, they have their split. That was last season and the season before. <laughs> I think they they might be out. Yeah, it could be. It what does Oxygen do if, if they come out and they and they don't qualify in the first regional? Um, what do they do? Do they just like cut their loss or do they just keep going forward? Well, I mean, <laughs> they can't really. They didn't change anyone in the trade window, so they got to play this split out with the roster. But come mm-hmm. spring, they could be changing. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. If they can't uh, find, or if it, this split doesn't work for them, I think they definitely swap something up. Yeah, I'm not sure what, but something. And then for North America, I think there's a pretty clear top eight with uh, Space Station, NRG, G2, NV, top four, Peeps, KCP, mm-hmm. five and six, and then Alpine and Rogue. I don't really think there's any other teams that even come close to the top eight at the moment. Not Com- Common version one doesn't make a difference for them. They weren't even top 16 last split. Common's an upgrade, but not enough to push them to top eight yet, in my opinion. We'll have to it's fair. see them and prove Sonic's it. Not gonna, Sonic's not going to come through? Uh, they could. They're they're probably the closest to the top eight right now. Um, but again, have to prove it first before I can put them up there. What about slipping Ice Cubes, the Forky Mile Luke team? <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> forky. Go Forky. <laughs> we love Forky. Yeah, I played in a dream hack with Forky, and he was just such a jerk to everybody. Surprise, surprise. But surprise, surprise. Like, yeah, so I played in dream hack Anaheim back in February. They, they had like a little local tournament that they did at that, and um, and I actually got knocked out by Forky's team. Also, surprise, but um, we made like top eight or something in that in that tourney, and then, but yeah, so essentially, like people were like, "Oh, hey, come over," trying to just just say hi they weren't even trying to like bug him like oh hey man it was cool playing against you and he was like not having it and i'm like <laughs> man dude it wasn't that serious like just trying to say yeah. good game and he was like nope won't do it but yeah, yeah that's that's enough of me bad enough in him so it's <laughs> fine yep we call out other content creators on this podcast <laughs> <We> do it <laughs> speaking of which wabs calling you out when are Do you it. streaming, dude? We're tired of it. We're tired of this nonsense of like soon. S Infinity N TM. <laughs> uh, I do not accept that. Soon. <laughs> Don't worry, it will be soon. I do actually have a plan for when I'm going to start streaming again. Um, it will be eventually. I have a date already in mind. It's happening. Soon. Any, uh, more specific. <laughs> no. Than- it will happen eventually. I have it. It will happen. Yes. <laughs> Is it in this year? Yes. <laughs> okay. That's the most you get. All right. So we that that at least tells us that sometime within the next seven weeks or so, we're sure. finally going to get Wabs back on stream. That is true. Ooh. Yes. I like it. <laughs> that will happen. Uh, uh, yeah. I got one more so, little tidbit for esports, real quick. Heck yes, do it. Um, well, actually, two little tidbits. Now I'm just seeing oh, something. Uh, we got the one. You lied. <laughs> I did lie. the the uh, The smug is tomorrow, which is probably uh, today when this is going out. I guess. 
um, the Salt Mine Underground, a little 1v1 action Ooh. on Johnny Boy stream tomorrow morning. It'll be pretty fun. Um, be and before then, anybody hears this. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> but go back and watch it. I'm sure it was good. <laughs> he always um, puts them on YouTube. It's fine. It's true. It's true. And then also, I'm just seeing this now from uh, the Cloud9 CEO did an AMA on Reddit. And uh, he said in a response to a Rocket League question that he's heard good things and he's considering coming back. Ooh. So we could see the return Ooh. of C9RL. Could be, could be cool. I like to hear that. Version one becomes C9 again. Oh, the return. <laughs> I feel like that's a no. <laughs> Probably a up. hard pass. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Turbo goes with Torment and Gimmick and leads them to a championship and just makes Squishy okay. sad. Turbo just goes and around and wins everything. <laughs> wins championships team. and makes NRG and Squishy sad. <laughs> yes. That's the one scenario that C9 picks up version one. Turbo like goes it. on. on I like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it oh, though. Man. Nice. I'm actually very excited for C9 to come back. And I'm sure combo is too for anybody who... I think you need you need them like if you're gonna if you're really gonna push that like tier one esport and everything like that if you really want to be you need that high profile name that is gonna be recognizable to people that are um, maybe used to them in you know other high profile esports but they don't see them over here and they want to be that fanboy across the board like you mm-hmm. need to have that high profile name. D mm-hmm. nine's a big one to to not have. It's like not having G two. Yeah. We just got to get but maybe. C9 and TSM back, and then we're good to go. Yeah. We're almost there. We're almost close. there. We're close. On the rise back up ever since we got that big update. Uh, True. Probably good to head out. And this is good. It's been a great podcast. Um, I'm actually very much enjoyed this. It's Yelling fun. at Relentless every so often, <laughs> talking with Ty. It was great. So um, what I'm hearing is Wabs doesn't want the zero back. Um, hey, I never said I wanted that. This was a nice little vacation from, from dad. <laughs> But you know, dad has to come back and take the, take the reins back. <laughs> um, thanks everybody for listening. It's been amazing. Um, and don't don't forget callouts. Oh, don't worry, I'm not. <laughs> I'm calling out relentless. He's trash. Calling, <laughs> calling out out. He's trash. Uh, shout outs out. to fine. all. Of- <laughs> Shout outs to all the patrons. Uh, thanks so much for all the support and the continued support. Um, and the, specifically the roll call tier, Jay Wise, Kevin, Miff, Tim Chu, Bartner, uh, Barker, Paint, and Psych Mopko. Thanks all of you for you know doing that specific roll call tier. We love every single one of you, plus all the other patrons, plus every single other person that listens here. You're amazing. Um, yeah, that's good. If you want to uh, go join that and support us directly. You can always just go to the patron. I'm sure that it'll be linked below, but I'm not sure if that'll happen. I'm, it'll probably happen. Um, <laughs> or just go to our website at, at asapweekly.com. Right? Is that the website? <laughs> yes, is. that is the website. That is the website. I checked it earlier. That Such is. a bad host. <laughs> <laughs> Never expect anything good from me. This is why I'm not the host usually. Lazier will be back next week, probably, unless he's sick. Thanks, everybody, for being here. And bye. Bye. Bye.